Hey, thanks for joining us today on Not the Pastor. Thomas here and want to just take a few minutes, share something with you that I think God has just been trying to drill into my heart and in my life right now. And maybe it would be helpful to you as well. And so I want to take just a couple of minutes and share this truth that I've been just coming up against again and again and again in my life. God has got this. Now, whatever this is, God's got it. I'm coming through some study time in the book of Daniel and have been reading and studying there uh, for some preaching services, those kind of things. And one of the things that has just been impressed upon me again and again is that it doesn't matter what situation we find ourselves. It doesn't matter how hard the difficulties might be. It doesn't even matter who's in control of those situations. God's ultimately the one in control, right? All the way back, Daniel chapter one, you remember we talked about this idea and this truth that God is God, even in difficult and hard and trying circumstances, even when his people are in Babylon, God is still God. You go to chapter number two, and what you'll find is this, that God reveals himself to the Babylonian king, and what God reveals about himself and the future is that it doesn't matter how glorious and how mighty, it doesn't even matter how strong the kingdoms of this world might be, that ultimately and in the end, God is going to bring about his kingdom. And that's such an incredible and important truth that it doesn't matter how far this world seems to drift. It doesn't matter how far it seems like we are off course or off track. No, this is exactly the place. This is exactly where God wants. And God is doing his work to bring about his kingdom. Then you get to Daniel chapter number three. And the the truth hasn't changed. Like seriously, God still has this, right? You have the giant, the, the giant idol, the giant statue that Nebuchadnezzar builds, and everyone needs to bow down and worship, except for these three Hebrew boys don't, and they choose to stand for what is true and what is right, and they're going to do what is godly and God-honoring and righteous, no matter what else is going on in their life, and what we find, even when the furnace is hot and the king is against them, and there's nowhere else to turn, what we find is that God still can rescue, right? So God reveals himself in chapter number two and shows himself, not only reveals himself, but reveals the future as well. And then God rescues his people, right? In the midst of when there's no hope, there's no one else, then God shows up, right? And the fourth man appears and God brings his people, God brings his children through trying and difficult circumstances again, because this is the work of God. Now, come on, we, I just feel like the need to just like kind of pop it aside and say, this isn't like um, a promise that God will always deliver from every circumstance. That's not the way this works at all. God doesn't always deliver, but God can, right? That, that's the point. God can, and God is in full control of everything that's going on. God God is the one in control of this. Of course, then you get to chapter number four, right? And it's again, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream and it's about that tree that's huge, that world tree, and everybody is finding shelter. All the branches are sheltering birds and animals are sheltering underneath, right? And pictures just big and awesome and wonderful kingdom. But then the watcher comes down and declares the tree needs to be cut down. And what happens? Nebuchadnezzar looks out at his city, says, this is Babylon that I've built. 
This is Babylon that I have made great. And the voice from heaven comes and says, your kingdom is taken away. And for seven years, Nebuchadnezzar eats grass like an ox and lives with the dew of heaven covering him every day. It's a terrible situation. And at the end of the chapter, Nebuchadnezzar returns to himself and realizes this truth, that God is king. Now that, that, that's what the whole chapter of chapter number four is all about. Three different times in that chapter, this phrase is, this is going to happen, right? Nebuchadnezzar, this is happening to you so that the living or so that the king will know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomsoever he willeth. The most high rules in the kingdom of men. And I think this is helpful because what the book of Daniel has taught me in my studies thus far and what just, I, I know it's a truth. You're probably all rolling your eyes a little bit and just saying, come on, Thomas, this has clearly been the case all along, but this is just a good reminder for me in this season of life that maybe I'm going through is that it doesn't matter what is difficult. It doesn't matter who's in control politically. It doesn't matter what else is going on in life. It doesn't matter how out of control I feel like life is. God has this. God rules. God is the king. No, Jesus is king. That, that's the reality. The reality is that Jesus is king. Now, I understand that we look out at this world and you'll see that it doesn't seem like very many people acknowledge him as king. It often, come on, the truth is, is sometimes Christians struggle to acknowledge that Jesus is king. Sometimes the Christians have a hard time putting him on the throne. And we're like little Nebuchadnezzar clones. A commentator I read said that. We're like little Nebuchadnezzar clones running around trying to rule our life and trying to be the people that are the most important. And even as insignificant as maybe our lives are when compared to a kingdom like Babylon, we're still trying to be king. But hold on. God is king. God rules. The question is, is whether you acknowledge that truth in your life or not. Just like in chapter number three, God can save. God can rescue. The, whether he does or not is not at all dependent on his ability. That's not what this is dependent on, right? God rules, period. God is king, period. In every situation of your life, God is king. Now, whether you acknowledge that, whether you live your life in light of that truth, that might be a different story. But the truth of the matter is that God is king, that Jesus is supreme, and the most high rules. Yeah. It's the truth of all over the New Testament, too. The other place I'm preaching regularly right now is the book of Ephesians. And in Ephesians chapter number four and into chapter number five, what we find is this. Paul looks at the church at Ephesus and says, look, you are new people. Right? You, you, you're new men. You're new creatures in Christ Jesus. He says it differently somewhere else. So you need to put off the old man. But that's a past tense thing. It's already happened. So he's not saying you need to set aside your old man. When you got saved, you set aside old humanity. 
No, if you're a born-again child of God, my friend, the truth of the matter is that you are already a new creature in Christ Jesus. But the problem is that sometimes we don't live in light of that reality. And that's a dangerous thing for God's people. Because God's people ought, if no one else does, God's people ought to live like Jesus is king. And so I don't know what you're going through. I don't know, maybe we're moving into holiday season. Maybe what you're feeling is that this is out of control. It's too much. Maybe there's some pain and some difficulties that have gone on in the past in this time. And for many people, this is a joyous and wondrous time. But for some, it's not. And it holds a lot of pain and heartache. And can I just tell you, and I just want to remind you, that in this season of life, Jesus has this. God is king. You might be one of those looking around and disappointed about how things have gone politically in the last couple of years. And you might be looking and saying, well, I wish we would have this happened, or I wish this guy would have gotten voted in, or I wish that lady would have gotten the governorship in my state. And can I just remind you that God has this, the most high rules, the most high rules. And the most high is the one that puts people on thrones not your vote. <laughs> uh, that's a hard thing to say, maybe, but that's the truth of the matter anyway. That's exactly what Daniel says. My friend, I'd like to remind you that God has this. The most high still rules. Nothing has changed since the book of Daniel was written. God is still king. Would you let him be king in your life? Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week on Not the Pastor.